Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome into MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. Tim McMaster here along with Brian Hoke, our MLB.com Yankees reporter, and Jeff Nelson as well, former Yankee great with four rings, wearing one of them right now as we right here in Nashville, Tennessee at the winter meetings um, and the Yankees have made a splash I think coming into the week uh, they said you know there wouldn't be that big contract they weren't going to give out that big contract but you figured there was probably a trade was going to happen at some point and that happened on Tuesday night they go out they get Starlin Castro from the Cubs they give up Adam Warren but let's start with Castro because second base has been an issue ever since Robinson Cano went to Seattle, and now they have a guy they can really lock in there. Yeah, it's true. Brian Roberts and Stephen Drew were not the answer there, and uh, they're certainly hoping that Starlin Castro will be. Uh, he's a three-time All-Star. Uh, he has not been great two of the last three years, um, but if he can regain that form, and maybe he needs a change of scenery. Uh, he seemed like a different player once he moved across the diamond to second base. Uh, he hit over 350 after making that move in early August. Uh, helped the Cubs get to the playoffs. So. If they can get that guy and put him in the lineup, and look, he doesn't have to be the man. He doesn't have to be a three-hole, four-hole hitter with the Yankees. They can hit him in the bottom of the third in the lineup. He should be productive, uh, should play good defense, and I think he's going to be a lot better than what they probably would have gotten out of Dustin Ackley and Rob Refsnyder as a platoon. And they, they could get better. I mean, they could bat him in the middle of the lineup. He, is that, he could be that type of player. Plus, I think they had to get right-handed. You, you know, you look at their record against left-handed pitching, not very good. All their switch hitters you know, going to the right side really struggled. And they get that guy from the right side that, that has a little bit of power on Castro. And the season comes down to the wild card game, and they went out there and they face a great lefty in, in Keuchel, and you saw exactly what happened. So that's a perfect example of what you're saying. Um, he got a chance to play second late in the year, and it was his best section of the season. Would this have been a tougher decision for the Yankees had Castro not gotten that time at second with the Cubs late in the year? I think it helped, but it was something the Yankees were already talking about. They were trying to get Castro at the trade deadline, and he hadn't made that transition yet. Uh, they, they watched him from afar and said, that guy might be a good fit at second base. Uh, it's not something the Yankees were shy about trying, even if he hadn't done it, but it certainly helps that he has a little bit of that track record, and they saw what it's going to look like, and uh, you give him a full spring training of preparing there, and it should only get better. Well, I'm a big Adam Warren fan, and I know you have to give up something to yeah. get something. Everybody thought, oh, maybe Gardner goes over to the Cubs, and maybe it's not done. Maybe he still goes. Where, where do the Yankees go? He was their fallback. I mean, I, I love him in the rotation. I think he's going to be in the number four guy with, with Chicago. I like him better than Hamels and Hendricks. 
you lose that swing guy now? Who becomes the Adam Warren of the Yankees? It's a really good question. I think you have to give to get, and it's not something that the Yankees were looking to get rid of Adam Warren. I think that they might have preferred if Ivan Nova could have been part of that deal. But Nova's a guy who I think they think could give them 200 innings this year. So uh, they're, they're going to count on that. But there's a lot of injury concerns in that rotation. You've got Tanaka and Sabathia and uh, Nathan Avaldi, And uh, I mean, the list goes on here. Michael Pineda. Uh, it's a good question. I think Brian Mitchell might get thrust into that role. You might see him try that, but um, I'm not sure they have that answer right now on the staff. Shortly after they make that trade, you start to hear more and more about other possibilities and, and the, the possibility of, of trading a closer that you just brought in last year or another outfielder in Brett Gardner. Is that the next shoe to drop to bring in more pitching? I have no doubt that teams are calling and asking about Brett Gardner and Andrew Miller. I mean, they'd be silly not to. And I, So I get why the interest is there. But the Yankees don't have to trade either of those guys. I mean, they're fine if opening day comes tomorrow and Brett Gardner's in left field and Andrew Miller's their closer. I think they should be just fine with that. The reason you're hearing the interest is it's one of the few areas where they have a guy with legitimate trade value who's not past his prime. I mean, they could actually get something for either one of those guys. So it'd be silly not to listen. But I, I still think, for me, they're going to start the season with both those guys on the roster. As a Yankee fan, and you got to make the Yankee fans feel a little bit better. They're not used to losing. You know, that one game play-in was fine, but they lost and they didn't play well. You're talking about trading a closer that, that was the role or the, uh, the, the Hartford reliever, American League reliever of the year in Miller. You're going to trade maybe your next face of the organization as far as Gardner. How do, you, how do you make a Yankee fan feel better when you're hearing all these rumors and you see what Toronto's done, Boston's getting better, and the Yankees don't seem to, you know, besides this move at second base, which I think they did get better, uh, with, with a lot of question marks. I mean, how do you make that Yankee fan, okay, settle down now, it's, it's, it's still a winter time. I, I think you tell them they were able to get to the one-game playoff last year. Obviously, you don't want to get in that, but 87 wins is nothing to sniff at and there's more on the come. They're, they're, they've got Luis Severino look terrific in the rotation. He's going to be back for a full season, they think. Uh, Aaron Judge is coming. Uh, you know, Ref Snyder, obviously, it looks like he's not going to get a shot here, but Gary Sanchez had a terrific Arizona Fall League, and uh, he's a guy who might get a look behind the plate and back up Ryan McCann. So I think I would tell a Yankee fan, listen, I know you, you see this is just not one of those years that are going to make a lot of noise in free agency. But those years are coming, too, when those contracts come off the books the next two years. And there's a, a, no, a new core of prospects. They think, look, you might not get a core four again, but if you get a core two or three, that's pretty good, right. too. You mentioned Gary Sanchez, and there was talk earlier in the week. Tyler Flowers' name was rumored out there, but he ends up going to the Atlanta Braves. Are they looking for another catcher behind Brian McCann? Or... Is that just, you know, if, if it pops up, that's fine, but we're happy with Gary Sanchez becoming that backup in 2016. I think there was some serious interest there in Flowers, uh, from what I understand, and they said that he could catch 70 to 80 games for them. So that gives you an idea of what they're looking to scale back on McCann, but they don't have to. You know, I asked Joe Girardi about it yesterday, and he said he'd be comfortable throwing McCann out there for 120 games. I think you don't want to necessarily, but you could. Um, I think... If you can add another option where Sanchez doesn't necessarily have to be the guy and make him win that spot in spring training, you might be better off. Because, look, you can always start him at AAA and then call him up May 15, and then he becomes a backup catcher from there on out. Um, so it, it never hurts to have more guys in camp. But I think they, they really liked what Sanchez did. It's part of the reason they traded John Ryan Murphy to the Twins, because they knew watching the Arizona Fall League, watching last year in the minors, they knew they had something legit there. I think we have to talk about health a little bit. I mean, you look at Mark Teixeira you know, having a terrific year, and all of a sudden he goes down. He's done. What, what's the update on him? You look at Tanaka the same way. 
uh, CC Sabathia, you know, pitched decent, and then all of a sudden, you know, the, the alcohol rehab, how is he doing? You know, the health of the Yankees, what, what's that going to be like for the rest of the winter going into the spring of 2016? Yeah, as of now, um, all the things you mentioned are right on track. Uh, Teixeira's out of his boot. Uh, he should be ready to go in spring training. He's walking and doing some little light running. Uh, he's where he should be for December. Um, you know, Masahiro Tanaka went back to Japan as a healthy player. Nathan Avaldi would have been on the playoff roster if they beat the Astros. And then you're, you're looking at Sabathia, who... Uh, Brian Cashman said he's seen him a couple times uh, working on Yankee Stadium. He's, he's back on track. Look, he went for the 30-day thing, and I think uh, it was the right move for him to go at that time. You, you give him credit for seeking help, um, but he should be able to come back, and that's going to be an ongoing fight for him, but it's something he'll have to stay on top of. And, uh, you know, the Yankees were encouraged by how he looked at the tail end of the season. He got that knee brace figured out, uh, seemed to be pitching over the rubber a little better, and the results were a lot better, too. Right. Joe Girardi made the rounds this week at Monday or Tuesday, and I think everywhere he stopped, people asked him about Teixeira and Alex Rodriguez and the great season they had in 2015. And he continued to say he expects both those guys to perform again in 2016 to that level. How realistic is that? It's a lot to ask, I think. Uh, I think they got 64 home runs out of those two, and uh, you went in and not knowing if A-Rod was even going to be the starting DH or anything. You, you had no plans. They thought Teixeira would be fine, but uh, they, they really got lucky with A-Rod. Um, it's a lot to ask, I think, uh, to ask them to replicate that, but you don't want to bet against guys like that either. They're, they're proven veterans. They, they know how to do it. Um, sometimes the body's not as willing as the mind is, but... Uh, I think that you don't necessarily have to get 30 homers out of each of those guys for them to be productive. And, and don't forget, they have guys like Greg Bird who came up at the end of the year, and he did a great job filling in for Teixeira. So maybe you don't even get a full season out of one or both those guys. But like I said, they, they have other names on the come here who can help them out and uh, fill in if, if they do go down. And going forward, what do the Yankees do? You just mentioned, okay, you see them keeping Gardner and also Miller. Obviously in the rotation might be the biggest need. What are some of the names you've been hearing or, or that you may like to see in that rotation? Do they go out free agency or they go out by the trade? Yeah, I just don't see the free agency this year. I think that if you look at the numbers, they, they just don't add up. They really need to wait till next year when guys like Mark Teixeira and, and then you get Carlos Sabathia. Beltran off the books and Sabathia two years from now, uh, A-Rod's off. I think they're going to be big spenders. And then there's that monster winner where Bryce Harper is available. And, man, he's going right. to get a half a billion dollars. Exactly. And he'll probably be in right field at Yankee Stadium. But... Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about that in three years. Um, I think that for now, they, they look at the money that Wei Yin Chen, is, they're talking about people getting, Jordan Zimmerman got already. Right. Um, I, I just don't think that they're priced in that market. So I think that Brian Cashman is going to have to continue to be creative. Uh, he's gonna, there's a very clear pattern of the guys that he's going after. They're, they're in their late, mid to late 20s, the, uh, the Aaron Hicks, the Didi Gregoriuses, the Nathan Avaldis, the uh, Starling Castros we see this week. Even Dustin Ackley, I think, fits in that mold. Uh, th that's where the Yankees are looking to go. And like I said, you know, they've got Brett Gardner and they've got Andrew Miller. You can dangle those guys out there. That's a significant return. But as far as, say, a Jose Fernandez, I know the Yankee fans want that to right. come. Sure, you could probably do that. Do you want to give up Luis Severino, mm -hmm. Aaron Judge, and Gary Sanchez? Mm -hmm. the Marlins will listen. Um, so I think that's the situation where you're in. I think teams are asking a lot, but it's going to take a lot to get something done. Right. Ryan Hope, Jeff Nelson, thanks a lot. This has been MLB.com Extras.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 